Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Who are starting businesses who are who, with an idea with enough skill set and sometime capital to start a business but everybody sees it like a small business it's a one man or one woman show and they have no intention or i don't know if they don't have intention or if they don't know how to go from this to this so the people who didn't go to school or didn't have access to much education they are on the corner selling tomatoes. They are selling, you know, few sodas, few this. And the ones who went to Makerere and other universities, it's the same thing, but this time they have an office. <laughs> but it's literally the same. But when you look at big businesses, you look at Amazon, you look at Apple, you look at uh, Facebook, all those businesses, they were started by one person or two people in their garage or in their bedroom. So the starting place is the same, but the end place is so different. And until we start thinking big business, we're not going to be able to create the jobs that we need to create. We're not going to be able to create the wealth that we need to create in order for Africa, for our place, to get out of the poverty that we are in. And we, like we, we heard Moses say, you know, unless we are financially stable, unless we have strong families, strong communities financially, our politics will remain what they are. We have no leverage. We have no leverage. Nobody goes into politics because they know something. They go there because this is the only place they can make money. They can steal money. At least that's how it is in Burundi. I don't know about that. So let's look, let's think for a minute. Why do people start business? If you own a business today, however small it is, however young it is, why did you start it? Do you ever ask that question? Whoever, did, who, who have started something? A business? Yeah. So did you ask yourself, why do I want to start this? You know, when you think of it, you may want to, you may call this differently, but there is only four reasons why you can start a business. Number one, you want to better yourself, okay? You know what? If I start a business, I'll make more money. I can dress better, live better, look better. So that could be a reason why you start your business. It's you. Guess what? That business is going to die small because you are the reason you start the business and you look in our streets i you know like doing banking that's the the big thing you get to meet so many people and you get like i i know something about a zillion businesses because they come for finances and i need you know i'm not involved anymore in small loans so unless a loan is a good it's a size like in us dollars thirty thousand dollars Minimum, I'm not involved. But the ones I'm involved, you know, I have to know something to understand what they're trying to do. 
And, and most of this business, they are personal centered. I started this company to better my life. And some, some people, they go a little further, they say, I started this business to leave something for my kids. So now it's a little large, the family. They want to leave something for their family, a house, a, a piece of land. And they think by starting this business, they will get the resources they need to do that. And, uh, and then there is uh, those who start a business to, for, for personal gratification. You know, it's, it's all about show off. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. So th that, that is, the first one is more like get out of poverty. And then the third one is you're out of poverty, but you want to create status for yourself. And then the fourth reason people start businesses is because they want to make a difference, to change the world that they live in, the world that surrounds them. You know, when you look at Google, you look at Apple, you know, you look at the, the you know, their taglines. It's all about changing the world, changing the conversation. And that is what we should aim. Because once that is the philosophy, the thinking that you have in starting your company, company can be small. It's not going to be small. It's going to end up large. It's going to end up a big multinational organization. Because wherever you go in Africa, in Asia, in Latin America, lives need to be changed. Communities need to be changed. People are looking for opportunities. Poor people who are looking for work, who are looking for better lives, better service, better products, etc. So we need to turn our eyes away from us and those around us and, and turn it to others. You know, when you focus on others, how many have you experienced that when you stop worrying about your problems and you start worrying about other people's problems, your problems get solved? Have you seen that? When you stop worrying about your personal finances and you start worrying about other people's personal finances, yours are being taken care of. You know, when I work in Burundi in everything I do, whether it's side hustles or main hustle, is I'm trying to increase the wealth of the ones that surround me. But what happens is when everybody around me is has a little more money in their pocket, a little more money in their bank account, well, my personal wealth grows too. And I don't have to worry about that. It just happens. Anybody else have experienced that? Well, at least as Christians, that's what we're supposed to do anyway. <laughs> Leave alone the business, but it's a really good business principle. So, when you create a business, you have to, it has to be about transform, transformation. It has to be bigger than you, your family, and your ego. It has to be much bigger than all those things. Because if it's not, you may as well sell, sell tomatoes around the street. Because it's the same. You know, yours have a logo, they don't, but it's the same. So now, how do you... Now the principles or the ideas, the mindset of somebody who is 
starting or growing a big business is not the same as a small business, okay? As a small business, you know, you don't have too much thinking. You only have to think about you. But as a big business, first of all, you have to have the philosophy. You have to have the understanding that you are about others. You are about communities. You want everyone in the community to use your product because you believe in your product. Your product changes life. Like right now, we are, uh, a year ago, we started producing a product called Kibondo Porridge. So I started a company called Burundi Fortified Foods, and we want to specialize in fortifying foods, whether it's rice, beans, you name it, we want to specialize in fortification of it. Now, why? Because malnutrition and food not having everything that human being needs. Mothers, children. You know, a year ago, my son, who is 15, was this tall. You know, he came to here. And then he's been eating kibondo porridge for a year. Now he's here. <laughs> so this is the product. We, we had 50, UNICEF gave us a challenge. He gave us 50 kids of the most malnourished kids you can find in the city of Bujumbra. These kids live in a dump. They eat from the dump. And they say, you have three months to turn around these kids' lives. Most of these kids were going to die, like within days. We put them in a compound, wash them, treat, treat them for parasites, and then fed them three times a day for three months. Now you look at the picture between the first day and the last day, different kids. Most of them, they, they were light-skinned, they didn't even know. This is how great the product is. So all this to say, you have to have to create the best product in your field, in your field as possible. A product that will change lives. A product that will connect communities. Now, our product is being sold in a pharmacy. We have the best pediatrician in Burundi you know, this is the pediatrician, she's been in a business for 30 years, and this is the one that um, international organization calls upon. She's the one who educates the country on how to raise babies, and she's on TV now, she prescribes the product. She's like, you don't always have to give your kid, your baby, or your, uh, yeah, your child medicine, sometimes you just need to give them the appropriate food, the appropriate vitamins, the appropriate uh, nutrition so that they can, they can fight by themselves those sicknesses. So your product has to be excellent. Now your people, the employees, is the next day, the, the employees have to buy into your vision. Whether it's one person or two people or three people, they have to be like, whether you're there or not. It's easy for me to tell good stories, but if you can, if you can go at the factory and talk to the last person there, and then they will tell you the same, if they can't tell you the same stories, you have a problem. So they have to buy into it so much that they are in it with you. 
Again, this is the mentality of big business. You need people that you're gonna start with and then you're gonna be together 30 years later. If you can't retain people, we have a problem. That's a small business mentality. Small business mentality, you just need help. You know, you need help. I'll pay you if you come and open and clean the floor. Business mentality, you want partners. Big business, you want partners. You want people who know they will be like you. You even give them some shares. You have to spare shares. You pay them little and you give them shares. Because they have to, to you know, you have to, to, the pay can be big when you have a long-term vision. You know, when you look at companies like Amazon who went years and years and years without giving dividend, it's amazing because they keep putting it back. The other thing in Africa that we need to learn, if you want to build a big business, you have to delay gratification. You know, when you, we, we like to, to show that we are successful, like within the first three months, you know, we, we, we do a deal, you know, like UNICEF comes and, 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 and see that the product works and then decide, decides to feed about three or four provinces, which is about a million people, to feed them with my porridge for, for three months every day. So it's a big paycheck. Now, what do I do with that paycheck? I can take it to go to the Mercedes dealership and buy a brand new one. This is how I show the city that I'm successful. Or I could take it and reinvest in a company. That's long-term mentality. That's big business mentality. People, you go months with, uh, like Cazoza, when we started Cazoza seven years ago. For seven years, for six years, we never took any money out. Everything was put back in. All employees took about 20% divide among employees and then get them very little pay. They will come, they will work, they will be there seven to seven because it's theirs. They own a piece of it and they want, like what we talk about at Kazoza said, I want your grandchildren to work here. Not your children, your grandchildren and their children to work here. But in a small business, it starts with you, it ends with you. Actually, it ends way before you. <laughs> first, because you know, the first payout you get, you spend it. And then, and then you spend another three, six months without anybody buying anything from you, you're gone. How many small businesses end within their first two years? In Burundi, a lot. One year. So I'm just here to encourage everyone whether you work for a company, whether you're thinking about starting your own adventure, whether you have started your adventure, we need to change mentality. We need to know, number one, why are we doing what we're doing? Are we doing it for us, for our family, for our ego, or are we doing it for the sake of our community, our country, our continent? How are we gonna get out of this chronic poverty that we have been in forever. And how long can we blame the colonizers? How long can we blame the politician? You know, growing up, I was told that uh, the government is the mother of all Burundians. Now, today I say the government is the enemy of all Burundians because they want to keep everybody. Like, you know, like when we, we got this product out, we had some 
strong opposition from the government. You know, when people don't, don't eat properly for a long time, something happens in their brain. They don't have enough oxygen going in their brain, and then they don't think right. Politicians love that. Because you are governing a country of, hmm? how do you, do you call that? Nuts, huh? Mentally handicapped people. They are easy. You tell them, go, come back, you feed them, you give them whiskey, and that's it. But when you start feeding properly children, and they grow up, the mothers, everybody, they, they get the critical thinking. And once they get the critical thinking, you can't push them around anymore. They think for themselves. They know what's better for them. They, they know what needs to be done. And if you are not offering that, then you cannot push them. So are we going to have questions on this? Yeah. So, we, so the porridge company or the Burundi Fortified Foods that we started last year, now we have about 15 employees and, and the distribution throughout the country uh, with uh, pharmacies and supermarkets. But now we're trying to see if we can feed kid, uh, people in the high school, people who are in, um, how you call it? The kids that stay at the school. Boarding schools. Boarding schools, prisons, hospitals. All, that's the goal. The goal is to feed everybody. And we, we want to get to a place where uh, the, the, the product that we sell, 50% of the sales can cover 100% of our cost so that the other 50% is given for free to, to help families overcome malnutrition. Again, it, it's a bigger vision. We are look, we, we're saying, we're thinking, because people are, are, are not eating properly because of poverty all over the country, this is handicapping the country. We can't develop. We can't move forward. Because moving forward is not just me moving forward. I can move, I have moved forward. But what is, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, a, you know, in the Belgium system, it's a competition system. I don't know if it's the same here. You know, where they say, the first in class is so-and-so, and the second, I mean, it's terrible. So you have, I guess, in one way it's good, you create competition, and, but in another, in another way it's terrible because if, if I am ahead of everybody, like I'm so far ahead financially, and everybody's behind me, what does that do? Everybody now is my enemy. They want to take everything I have. Now I have to hire security. I have to, my, my compound wall have to be as tall as the house. And then I have to add other stuff on the top. And then I have to have guys with guns. But it's good money though. I have a company doing that. <laughs> But you know, one of the things I tell people not to do, I do it, and I tell you what, you know, one of the reasons people start company is to, it's what I call side hustle. So you, you take a company like a security or marketing, whatever, and then you grow it and then you sell it. You know, it's good money. You, you, you think of something, some people have money, but they can't think of what to do. But if they see something, 
Yeah, they will say, okay, I'll buy it. I'll put my wife there. Usually it's out by two years. Then you can come back and redo it and they buy it again. <laughs> but it's small business mentality, so don't do it. If you're going to do something, do it with a long-term view, with a, with a mind to change life, save lives, transform communities. This is how, folks, this is how we're going to get out of the Africa that we have known. This is how we're going to grow. I love worship harvest Moses. All his ideas are grandiose. He's big. Love it. When I look at this building, and I remember not that many years ago, it was just an empty lot. But look at now. And then in four years, five years the most, it's going to be like a little England landed here. So, So, so that's, that's the mentality we need to have. This, when you are building something like this, you are not thinking about you. You're thinking about many, many generations. You know, when you are doing something like this, you are, you know, with a school and a health clinic and all that, you are not thinking about your family. You're thinking about families. You're thinking about Nalia. You're thinking about Kampala. So we, in everything we do, we need to start thinking of that. Don't worry about you. This is a Western mindset of personalized. Everything is personal. It's me, 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 me. That's not African, actually. The African way is Ubuntu, is you make me. You, I am only if you are. I cannot prosper by myself. It's not safe. I will die. Or then I'll use my service. But it's not safe. We need to grow together. We need to be thinking of others. I'm thinking of you, you're thinking of me. Everybody's taken care of. And then we grow together. Thank you. All right, we're going to take some questions, maybe three. Three questions for Claude. So I'm going to first prevent him. Okay, you can sit down briefly, but otherwise. Three questions. So he's involved in many, many businesses. He didn't talk about some of them, like many. <laughs> the side hustles, security, marketing, what, entertainment. That's here, one of his companies, they did this event in Burundi where they had like 28,000 people attending concerts, big time. So I don't know how he does it, but anyway. He's a good guy to have. And there's those who registered, there is coffee with Claude after the business garage. Uh, it's a small room. That's why you had to register with Camara. If you did not, sorry. All right, questions. Good leaders ask great questions. That's a book by John Maxwell. Thank you. How do you... How do you grow your idea from just being about your family to being global? Okay, thank you. How do you grow your idea from just thinking about your family and then growing? Let's take three and then we'll... Thank you. Um, maybe it's a follow-on from that. We, we, we are on the part of the world where we don't have that many safety nets. And I think that is why we often start with me. Because if I can't secure me, I can't secure you and my family and everyone else. So normally it starts with that mentality. And um, 
then you get stuck in that rut. Um, so in, in a continent where there are not many safety nets for us to actually think global, how do you, what, what advice would you give to people aside from maybe venturing out and seeing what others are doing, but what advice would you give people who are in a country that honestly doesn't have safety nets to allow them to start by thinking global and it starts by thinking about me? Awesome. It's developing an interesting trend. I also want to pick it up from here. <laughs> yes, we are talking about safety nets, but um, again, I want to lean into um, the law of abundance. So if we're going to talk about thinking about self, it's a good foundation to begin, but don't end up there. Otherwise, there may be no self to lean on. If you don't, then stretch yourself. The law of the rubber band, if you cannot stretch yourself to say, yes, this is where I begin, this is, this is the foundation, how do I look beyond the horizons? How do I stretch and know that this safety net can be even bigger than it is if I stretch the horizons? Thank you. All right. Uh, it's back to you. Well, was it, you want to take that? No? <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. I didn't understand. I didn't hear the back one. Uh, could you repeat? How, how do you prevent the small Okay. How do you go from, you start just, okay, we, we, I need to survive. How do you go from there to, to thinking about others? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the questions. Um, you know, let me, let me say one, one more thing that I, I think is so important in our communities. I was talking a lot about uh, Ubuntu, the foundation of being together. You know, doing the banking, his work has really taught me. You hear a lot about women. Women are doing this a lot. Women get together and they have a, a collection of money. Uh, they collect money, you know, they have one day a week where they, they save money, and then from those savings over a period of time, they give each other loans. And those loans are usually on a low interest, and then they are extended, you know, they, they go for over a long period of time. That's something that banks do, you know, that's what we do, basically. You collect deposits from a bunch of people, and then you give loans, but you do it with software and, and you do it with branches and all that, so your interest rate is much higher. So for the safety net, or it's because we don't get together, you know, everybody's, every man for himself. That's the problem we have. And, and we need to learn these things, these principles of trusting each other and journeying together in the church. You know, we journey together in business, we journey together in our community, where we put our resources together, and whoever have the best idea, we support. We support. You know, each church should have their own bank. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they can control the interest rate, they can control the length, because some business takes long to take off. You know, like when I give somebody money, I need that money to start coming within 30 days. Most businesses can't do that. 
especially new ideas, you need six months. You need a year before anybody asks you anything. That's why we, and, and so how do you go from a small business mentality to a big business mentality? Uh, first of all, it has to be, if whatever you're doing, well, you have to know that, what is this? What is that you're doing? How is this going to change lives? A product, a service, how is this product going to change lives? How is this service making life easy for the people in the community? And now you need to open it up. It's not an individual thing. Open it up. You know, uh, some people come to me at the bank and they, they need $50,000. And, and you ask them, so who is, who is in a company with you? Just me and my wife sometimes. So I say, why is that? Who else have invested in your company? Because, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing you, but there are people who have known you forever. How many of them have they invested in your company? If you can't convince your parents, your friends, your neighbor, how are you going to convince me? So you go from a small mentality, just you, to getting your neighbors, your family involved. Maybe not in the work, but in finances. That's how you, you grow the scope. That's how people get, if I'm selling the product Hibondo, I want this product to reach everywhere. How, I, you know, it will cost me a lot of money if I have to rely on my marketing team to do that. But the more people are involved, the more distributors are part of it, the more people have put in some money in the company, the easier it gets because everybody have a stake in it. Everybody wants it to grow. Everybody, be, first they have to believe in what you're doing. They have to believe that this is more than just you. Now if, you, if your project is just a personal thing, then it becomes difficult. You need to change. You need to do something that you can scale up. Something that will make a difference. Will make people's life easy. In that way, more people can be involved and, more, and then you can have a bigger reach. Whoa. Thank you, Claude. Now, that's all we can have this morning. Now, I've been to Burundi many times to see these things. It's amazing. By the way, he undersells what he does. You need to first go there and you see with your own eyes and then you're like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, but like that factory, it's state of the art that produces and can produce a ton of fortified food an hour. State of the art. So we are not talking about a few people pounding things in mortars in some room. <laughs> some of you might be thinking, sounds good. No, it's incredible. You have to see it, right? Now, we have organized a trip to Bujumbura December 2nd fourth. That's, we go Monday evening, come back Wednesday evening. We're only taking a limited number of people on Uganda Airlines. <laughs> now some of you, not some of you, all of you, so we discussed this. There are three things you need to start shifting your brain from where it is to where it should go. You need information, so that's books, videos, uh, podcasts, etc. Two, you need to get in touch with the right kind of people. Uh, your, your, next, uh, your next season is a person you haven't met yet. 
this guy changed my life. A lot of what, what happens in my life is because I met him. And for me, going to Bujumbura, it's like a religious pilgrimage <laughs> annually, just to go and cross-check if my brain is still working. <laughs> and then come back, like, I mean, people go for conferences in Europe, America, it is, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Burundi, small country that's much, much poorer than Uganda. But you see some things happening and you're like, why aren't we doing this back home? So information, people, and experiences. When all you've ever seen is Chituku Twechi, Wologomabulindo, Chida, and the traffic jam between there and where you work, you're just going to be around for a long time doing your tomato thing in the office. So <laughs> if you want to go with us to Bujumbura, uh, just, uh, I guess, Kamara is our go-to man. Register with Kamara and so that we uh, organize ourselves. You need to pay for your air ticket and your accommodation and meals. That's about it. Yep. So, register. So, December 2nd is Monday. We go Monday night. We are there Tuesday. We are there Wednesday. Come back Wednesday evening. So, that's the deal. Uh, this already started yesterday in Harvest Institute when they were teaching at Harvest Institute. We hadn't planned it and people were like, we go, we go. So, so we squeezed in that option. So if you want that, I need you to register with Kamara. Awesome. Otherwise, Coffee with Claude starts in a few. And thanks so much for coming out to Business Garage. Thank you for inviting your friends. We are going to keep going until we see some significant businesses starting here. Yeah, and I hope you'll be the one. You know, sometimes we don't need too many people to make things happen. Yeah, there are not many Mark Zuckerbergs out there. Or Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. We just need a few. One person allows God to move into their brain and things start happening at a scale we've never imagined possible. All right, why don't we stand together and close this service? Can you help me appreciate Claude one more time? Yeah, thank you for coming. So Father, we thank you, we bless you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning, to be inspired, to learn a little bit more, to add to whatever you're teaching us about business and how to change our thinking to stop thinking about our personal survival, our families, or our own ego trips and start thinking community. Help, help us come together. Open our hearts and minds to the principle of two of us can put can send the legions fleeing as opposed to one of us doing great things. Two of us can do exponentially greater things. So open our hearts, open our minds. May the way of Jesus come into our businesses and into our thinking and vision. We bless you because we are blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. 
Amen. Have a lovely week. See you next Sunday, 7 o'clock. Thanks for coming out today. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.